For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a one and a half point underdog in week 13 to the Falcons. And we're going to recap on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show. The win on Monday Night Football against the Colts. But before we get into it, Ike, today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast and show is brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your gambling needs this NFL season. Yeah, 365, 24-7, whatever sport, whatever time. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. You can see that on your screen right now. Use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, Pittsburgh Steelers scout, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran, of the Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT recording this on Tuesday following the Monday night football win over the Indianapolis Colts. How are you doing this morning, my man? Yeah, you know, Coach Tomlin, he's 19-3 and when it comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers playing on Monday night football. So basically, if you're playing Coach Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers on the Monday night, it's a slim, very slim chance that you will win a football game against them. But yeah, Pittsburgh did everything they needed to do to win his football game market, I'm doing totally fine. Yes, dominance on Monday night, Ike, I would say dominance. And I thought Kenny Pickett played his best game as a pro because you look at the final stat line and it doesn't jump off the page. He had fewer than 200 yards passing, but he did what he needed to do and what the game dictated. And Ike, his third consecutive game without a turnover at the quarterback position, Kenny Pickett to me, it was the drive following the touchdown that the Colts took the lead in the fourth quarter. You go down and score after the Colts do in responding when you needed to. That, to me, is why I thought Kenny Pickett played his best game thus far this season. I mean, when a quarterback, a rookie quarterback like Kenny Pickett, that's exactly what you want to see. He used the right word, respond. And that's exactly what he and the offense did to, to take the lead to win a ball game. They did respond. And the defense wind up doing what they needed to do to hold off the Colts. But you got to give a shout out to Kenny Pickett. You can see him growing up in front of our eyes every game, 
Um, it's, it's to be tedious or to try to critique. Uh, we're going to do that because we're fans and we are podcasters and we need something to talk about. But for Kenny Pickett, man, if you just sit back and just watch him uh, grow, he's doing that at a fast rate, to be honest, which um, he, he's getting the experience that he needs on the field. Uh, he starts off slow sometimes, but at the same time, he's coming through something he wasn't doing earlier, uh, especially to take the lead. And to see Kenny Pickett, uh, and we talked about Deontay Johnson getting the ball. Deontay Johnson got the ball a few times, which he would have caught a few more. Some hit his hands. Kenny Pickett threw some lasers. Uh, but George Pickens, I mean, what you, I mean, the, the alien, you know. So it's it's rookie to rookie. So them them two rookies uh, playing at a good level right now. I think George is probably uh, the best player on the team. That's just my personal opinion. I can be one hundred percent wrong, but I don't think too many people will argue with me with that one but um Deontay he got the ball off in the early uh before Najee got hurt he was oh we lost Ike's video for just a second and I'll say this first time the Steelers have won Ike we got you back go ahead yeah they went through a a running back by committee (laughs) last night and that that worked out pretty dang good for the Pittsburgh Steelers also, what I did like about Kenny Pickett was when he didn't see anything, he used his legs when he could, which was a good thing. So, I mean, it's a, we're we gonna be tedious about some things, but Kenny Pickett, we still understand he's just a rookie. But I've seen the maturity. Um, he always had that off the field, but I see the maturity, the growth on the field, and that's coming from week to week. And the more he gets his experience, the better off the Pittsburgh Steelers would be. Ike, I want to piggyback off a point you just made in terms of Kenny Pickett using his legs. That has been an adjustment I've noticed from him since the bye week. Since the bye week tour. If it's not there, tuck it, young man. Try to pick up some yardage with your legs. Six carries for 32 yards. Every little bit helps. And the Steelers, the running back by committee, was actually very effective last night. Correct. Something we'll talk about during our viewer comment portion, Ike. Uh, But the Steelers win for the first time when trailing heading into the fourth quarter this season. So they were one and six. Uh, they are now one and six to this point where they go into the fourth quarter trailing and they came back and won. And it was the response on that drive where it was like, man, are the Steelers really going to blow what was a huge halftime lead to a Colts team that has an interim head coach that's seems to be down and out this season and the Steelers hang on. I thought they probably played their best half of football in the first half, Ike. Yeah, I mean, honestly, to keep a Jonathan Taylor under 100 yards says a lot because before that, he was averaging the last two games 115 on the ground just from him. And I thought he was about to hit his momentum because I thought they was about to force feed Jonathan Taylor, which I thought they should have, but they did. So kudos to that. But for the Pittsburgh Steelers to – for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, I'm sorry, to keep a Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor um, top three running back in the league, in my mind, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. If you want to go uh, King Henry, Nick Chubbs, and, and Jonathan Taylor, then after Jonathan, before Joe Mixon got hurt, you'll see a Joe Mixon. But yeah, Mark, uh, they kept him under 100. You keep a running back like that, of that caliber, over 100, you got action, you put yourself in a position. But like you say, this is the first time this year that the Pittsburgh Steelers came back um, in the fourth quarter to take a lead who was down under. So 
Uh, that's just saying a lot about Kenny Pickett, to be honest, which is if the defense played the way they need to play. Uh, we've been talking about the secondary, but Levi and company, uh, Mick and, Co- and company, even Edmonds and company. You know, them three guys has been playing at a, at a pretty cool level. And what I mean by cool, at a high level, we, all, we already know what Mick's been doing. He's an all-pro safety. But when you got other guys who just filling in and they playing roles, but their roles become contributors. You know, getting the interception, that interception was a hell of an interception. You know, he left his man, uh, read the quarterback, ran Matt Ryan in, and went for the pick. So it's just the turnovers. Um, they took points off. Uh, John Taylor fumbled on the red zone on the goal line. So you take a points away when you do do that, you know, and that's good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Pittsburgh Steelers defense played a solid game. Alex Highsmith come around the corner now since TJ Watt is back. You know, Alex starting to get some more of these one-on-ones, and he started to win these one-on-ones, but people got to understand. You still, if you look at it, Mark, you still – um, lining up against the team's best offensive lineman when you want to when you want to talk about that left tackle because usually your quarterbacks are right-handed so you have to protect and they probably get the best guy on the offensive line that's going to be your left tackle. What I want to move to really quickly is we'll get back here in just a second is that final defensive play for the Steelers whether it was pass interference or not. Cam Sutton going against Paris Campbell in the slot position, Minka Fitzpatrick coming in and making a hit on the play, Campbell trying to get open, and Matt Ryan flush from the pocket. Whether it was defensive pass interference, it was not called on the field. I think you could have called defensive pass interference. However, I also think you could have called offensive pass interference because it was a clear pick play against Cam Sutton in the slot Cam Sutton nickelback position. So they're trying to free up Paris Campbell in the slot. And if you go back and watch that play, the outside receiver picks Cam Sutton, knocks him off, and creates that separation for Campbell. And so, Ike, what I'm talking about here is that final Steelers defensive plan. I'd love to get your perspective here. Uh-huh. I personally think you could have called defensive pass interference, but I also think you could have called offensive pass interference on the Colts because it was a pick play. The refs don't call anything, and the Steelers right. get the ball back to put the game away. But what did you think as someone who played in the NFL at the cornerback position for 12 years? Yeah, at that point in time, it's just a wash. You know, you, you can call the pick play on the offensive side, or you can call pass interference on the defensive side. It just depends on what coach you're talking to. But the referees at that moment, I thought, did a, a hell of a job of not calling anything. They just let the play play itself out. Because you got to think, man, this is happening under two seconds for these referees. This is live. You know, they do have the luxury in going back and hitting replays. But usually in replays, you don't, re- you, you don't really fight a ref when it comes down to a call that they made. Because they're making a the call right now. So for the referees just to let it play out, like, we just can't call everything every time. So, I mean, they, they for the most part... They called a good game last night, and they just stuck to it. When it's crunch time, man, I'm just about to – unless it's, like, blatant, you know, if it's crunch time, I'm just going to let these players play. So it could have went both ways, like you said, but I'm glad they just let it work out. And our guy, Alex Highsmith, coming off the edge, flushing Correct. Matt Ryan from the pocket. I, that Correct. final drive to me solidified why Highsmith needs to be in the Pro Bowl. And I'm going to lead this campaign. I said it before the start of the season that I thought he would have a Pro Bowl season, and he's proven your boy right, Ike. Nah, nah, I mean, 10 sacks. How many games we got left? Five? Yeah, whatever the math is. We're headed into week 13. So, yeah, five, five, six games left. Yeah, let me me double check. Live math, Ike. (laughs) They got five 
five or six games left. Mark, man, a man get the man can wind up with 15, 16 sacks. Six games left. Six games left, Ike. Yeah, I mean, he can end up with 16 sacks. I mean, with you and, and, and you think two of them games, he might come out with a two piece. So he can he can end up with 18 sacks. And yes, but I, I hear the announcers now saying talking about Alex Hasmith, so that's a good thing. So the fact that I hear announcers now saying TJ Watt and Alex Hasmith, that's saying a lot, they're doing a lot of research, they're doing their film as well, and they saying the productivity uh, coming from Alex Hasmith, and he's also a threat as well. Uh, I will keep this with the Steelers, and then I had a few other thoughts just about the uh-huh. game in general. Big question coming out of this one is how much or how much time, if any, Najee Harris is going to miss. He left the game at some point in the second half with that abdominal injury. I know he came into this season with a foot injury, but this is just a question I had. But I do think that Benny Snell, he looked like he was back at Kentucky. You had Anthony McFarland playing his first game this season. He was the fourth round pick out of Maryland in the 2020 draft. I thought he played well in space too, but I hope that we have a healthy Najee Harris moving forward because I want to see what he can do with the opportunities and to continue to grow with what is a very young offense. Yeah, Najee just need to get all the way back healthy, but that's not going to happen until next year. So what the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing right now, I think it's cool. Uh, Running back by committee, you know, McFarlane, uh, Benny Snells, uh, Najee, them two play well. We we see when uh, when Warren comes back, when Jalen Warren comes back, but, yeah, right now, man, it's just running back by committee, you know. Um, we're going to hand the ball off between 30, 35 times. Uh, whoever has the hot hand, and Anthony McFarland, like you said, he came out like he was coming out of, a, out of a rocket. You know, when he was hitting them holes, he was hitting them hard, and he was going downhill. And Benny Snell, you know, uh, he'll carry two or three people on his back when he need to to get the first down. So, but Najee just a little bit different. What I mean by different, like Najee special, but at the same time, he just battling a lot of injuries. You know, first it was his foot. Now it's a abdominal strain, so we'll just see. So for right now, man, they're running back by committee isn't, isn't a bad look. Um, but just keep running, regardless of who you got in that backfield. Uh, you keep running the ball like that. I mean, I think that's what helped the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not only did uh, Pickett run, the backs ran well, but um, I think I think you know, like you said, them six carries for thirty-two yards for for Pickett helped out a lot. Um, anything at this point in time helps. So you just add to the the clock running when it comes down to the ball. You add to uh, you being an extra part of the offense with your legs as a quarterback, and you know just doing what you need to do. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, I thought yesterday they came out uh, balanced yesterday, but more running than passing, which was good. So. I think that running pretty much set everything up off of that passing. Um, I do want Deontay Johnson to, you know, strap up and start making the plays he need to play. Um, what I mean by that is sticking your foot in the ground and getting north and south. Mm. Stop going east and west. Um, I did see that a few times. Um, you stick that foot in, them third downs become 32s, not 36. Or maybe you'll break an arm tackle, something like that, and you wind up having a big play. So other than that, I'm just critiquing. I'm saying this because mm. – you know, I mess with Deontay, so uh, if Deontay is listening to this, hey, stick that foot in the ground and go north to south. Uh, east and west, man, ain't nothing. That's how, that's how really you get hurt going east and west because you give time for them linebackers and them linemen to, to run down. And you got a guy like Cam Hayward 
uh, who likes to run um, or on somebody else's team coming to get you, man, it's going to be an issue. You stick your foot in the ground, you get north and south. You got to look at it like this, Deontay. I'd rather have safeties and, and corners hit me than linebackers and D-linemen coming off of hustle plays that hit me. <laughs> so just look at it like that, Tay. Yeah, you're talking about preservation, Ike, and this is coming from someone who played 12 years in the league, Ike. That's uh, some sage wisdom. Yeah, but, you know, they brainwashed me. I was hitting offensive linemen, so I ain't no nobody. <laughs> well, it makes it a little bit easier, right? Because you're not doing that on every play, and you're the hunter, not the hunted. So I get it. Correct. I get it. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, I thought the two key plays last night, we mentioned Pickens, and that catch along the sidelines was just spectacular. The two-point conversion oh. to put the Steelers up seven, I thought just from a momentum standpoint was huge. And then the Cristiano Ronaldo-style celebration was just fantastic, Ike. And you always talk about the body language of players. Uh, really quickly, going back to Benny Snell, it was the best game I've seen Benny Snell play in a Steelers uniform since we've been doing this show, Ike. I love the ferocity right. he played with. But the two celebrations, you had the Pickens after the two-point conversion, the Ronaldo-style celebration, which is going to get all the attention. But the touchdown spike of Benny Snell, the ferocity, is more ferocious than a Gronk spike, Ike. I loved both plays, and I loved the emotion and the passion from the players to help the Steelers hang on and be victorious last night. I mean, when you're sitting on the shelf like a snails, man, it's a lot of hostility. It's a lot of testosterone sitting up in their body when you're sitting on the shelf like that and you're running back. And you you starting to see, like, oh, this is what the NFL means. Not National Football League, but not for long, especially as a, as a running back. So Benny Snells ran the way we thought Benny Snells should always be running, that way. So when, when he got into the paint, and, you know, y'all call it touchdown, touchdown, we call it the paint, when he got into the paint, Man, it felt good. It felt like a relief. Like, I ain't, I ain't been here in a minute. So when you got to spike that ball, you spike the ball, you try to knock the air off the ball. That's exactly what Benny Snell tried to do. He tried to knock the air out the ball. He tried to make that ball flat. Uh, of course, you know, George Pickens, alien. You know, why not do the Christian Ronaldo? It's FIFA time right now. We watch the World Cup. At least I know I am. I'm watching the World Cup, so... Why not? And I know he watching because he's just an all-around kid. When you're an alien and you sitting up there in space, you got to look at everything that's going on in the world. And that's exactly what George Pickens is doing. He's just looking down and seeing what everything is going on. He's like, ooh, FIFA. Right now, World Cup. Oh, Christian Ronaldo. He scored. I'm going to do his move when I score. And that's exactly what he did. I love it, Ike. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, George Pickens, the alien. We're going to keep this campaign right, right. going. Gap. Gap, guy George right. Alien Pickens. We're going to keep this going. And yeah. honestly, we need to believe to print us T-shirts with this too, Ike, because I think yeah, that's he just he heck of a nickname. Heck of a nickname. Yeah, he'll definitely, he'll definitely, he'll definitely, he'll definitely rock it too. We're going to get him on the show. Man, you know what? I'm just going to handle my business. We're going to get all these dudes on the show. So I ain't Ike, the other play I thought was huge, the fumble recovery. The Colts are driving down. They're in the red zone. Matt Ryan fumbles the ball, and Chris Wormley wrestles it away. Right. Huge to keep the Colts out of the end zone. It was like, oh, man, this was coming off the field goal where the Colts 
hit the field goal, but Cam Sutton's offside. So it's like, okay, first and goal. Colts have the ball now after the offsides penalty. Yeah, yeah. Turn the ball over. It was unforced, but you got to take advantage when you get him. And I credit Chris Wormley for winning that wrestling match of scrambling to get the football while it's on the ground. Huge play last night. Yeah, Cam Cam jumped offside. That was that was crucial. But really, I mean, I, I've been I've been down there in them piles, Mark, and it's it, it's uh it's filthy down there. <laughs> when you when you down there at the bottom of them piles, and y'all scraping for them for them fumbles, you know, I I, I had a few recover fumbles, probably probably like five or six of them down there in the pile. You got to bite down on that mouthpiece, boy. <laughs> you got to bite. You got to bite down. Hey Mark, you gotta bite down on that mouthpiece, boy, cause it's it's a it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of jungle <laughs> jungle stuff going on <laughs> down there <laughs> bottom of that pile, boy. And the only thing you think in your mind is, man, I gotta get up out of this pile so these people can see me hand this ball off to the referee. Yeah. That's all they need. That's all they need to say. Now it comes with a cost. <laughs> it comes with a, it comes with a cost. It comes with a cost. They're and scratching, they're biting, they're clawing, they're grabbing. Hey, ain't even. Hey, at the bottom of that pile, you're taking a physical. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> What's like the weirdest thing that. someone said to you in a pile? Man, hell, hell was saying, hell was saying. <laughs> you just heard what I just said. At the bottom of them piles. <laughs> You taking the physical with no appointment. <laughs> it's rough down there, boy. It's rough. Oh man. <laughs> it's rough. Oh. <laughs> like, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um Matthew Wright making all three of his field goals, made a fifty-two yarder, doinked it in. And uh he's improved. And I was very Correct. critical of the two misses he had against the Saints. Right, right few weeks back he's been better he's been better and there's a reason the Steelers hung on to him instead of Nick Skiba as Chris Boswell tries to come back and work his way back from that groin injury uh Ike one other thing I'll notice that I'll make mention of before the game I thought this was a very nice tribute Colts receiver Paris Campbell paying homage to his Ohio State teammate Dwayne Haskins before the game he was wearing a shirt in the pregame warmups. I just thought that was a really nice tribute to know that it's right, just like, right. you know, he's still missed by the NFL community. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dwayne, I mean, you heard, you heard what Big Ben said, like the man can throw a spiral through a car wash. You know, like, and Big Seven don't get nobody props. You know, never say nothing about nobody, but for Seven to say that, Seven was like, oh my gosh, like this dude here, this dude here got an arm. So RIP, you know, Dwayne Haskins, you know, man, he rest in, in in peace. But yeah, man, it's just, I mean, once you play football, regardless of whether you're on my team or not, you just forever a brother, you know? Like you just part of that fraternity. That's just what it is, because it's hard getting to that fraternity. So they're gonna, you know, them Ohio State guys, they're gonna always show love. They go always. I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't ask for them to do nothing else but to show love. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what Ohio State do because Ohio State just got mollywhopped by Michigan. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, you know, Dwayne uh, for seven to say something like that, 
about Dwayne Haskins to give him props like that. Uh, he saw something in, in Dwayne because usually because he's he's been around a, you know Brian Leftwich, Mason, Charlie Batch. Uh, seven seven been around a few seven seven been around seven eight quarterbacks. He been around a few quarterbacks. So for him to say something about Dwayne, uh, he was seeing something. He was seeing something special in him. Like, uh, I thought the Colts' time management at the end is what a lot of people are going to be talking about today. Right. This is what happens when you yeah. hire someone who's not on the coaching staff with Jeff Saturday and everything. I know people are going to be talking about that today because they had their timeouts and they had all three, if I'm not mistaken. So they could have called a timeout and as Highsmith slipping through on trying to get a quick first down and a shotgun formation, a running play, Alex Highsmith get, you know, slips through forces the fourth down in a uh, three situation. Um, maybe you call timeout there. I don't know. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but everyone's saying, why not take the timeout? Clearly the Colts didn't want to give the Steelers any time left where it's either, Hey, we're going to score, go and score a touchdown uh, or, you know, the game's going to be over. So, you know, we can debate and litigate all of that, maybe call timeout, draw whatever your best play is. But I think Saturday felt that the Colts had the Steelers defense on their heels. And so, again, you can say hindsight's twenty twenty there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that time possession, man, it, it, it's just hard. You do have three timeouts. Um, you just never know what the Colts coaching staff was thinking at the time. But, you know, it's it just – for me, you can never be right with the, with the clock management. You know, you, you do something, you win, you know, that was smart. You do something, you lose, it wasn't so smart. So when it comes down to coaches and the clock management, you just uh, – for me, it's a lose-lose situation if I'm a head coach. You know, you just got to mm-hmm. come out uh, more times than not on the winning side with the clock management part. That's how that's how I look at it from from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, you got to execute. Ike, what I wanted to know is had the Colts scored the touchdown, would you have gone for the two point conversion to try to end it in regulation? Would I? Yeah. Uh no. I would I would have went for the one. Okay. I would have went for the one. I wouldn't have went for the two. Oh, uh, and that's just that's throughout the course of the game. Like, okay, I don't want uh my offense has done enough. You know, we yeah. we we, max, we we maxed out. So uh, let's see. And I like what my defense is doing. Um, if I'm if I was Pittsburgh and I was in that situation, I would have went for the. Uh, I'm sorry, I said it backwards. Yes, I would have went for the two. I'm you would sorry. have. Yes, I would have. I would have went for the two. Okay. I would have went for the two, because the momentum um, was more on my side. And defense is playing real good. Defense is warming up get hot to the exact so i would i'm sorry i would have went for the two not the one all good all good ike um let's move on and with your blessing ike i've made a small adjustment to our viewer comment portion instead of what y'all thinking what Uh yin's thinking and ike as long as we have your blessing there this is what it will be formally called but what yin's thinking ike is this okay with you if not we can change it back but because this is a Steelers show yeah, that's perfect. What do you think? All right, Mike. Yeah. We, I, I, we, I would take I would take the thinking out of it and put the thing. What do you think? Because that's how they talk. Ooh, okay, hang on, hang on. We're gonna make a lot of 
<laughs> they're gonna make a live adjustment here on the show, Ike. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah that's that's that Pittsburghese talk, as they would say. And thank you to the viewer comments in our section on YouTube. We have two to get to today. So the Egyptian queen writes in, in advance of the game, before we knew that Anthony McFarland was going to be activated, why do you think they didn't activate Anthony McFarland? And Ike, this was a situation where Jalen Warren has earned his reps this season. There's a right, reason right, why right, right. he's been the backup. He's been terrific when he's been healthy. However, Considering how both Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland played in last night's game, I would not bring Warren back until he is 100, 110% ready to go with the hamstring injury because I like the way that both backs played last night. Some competition for that backup role, Ike, and I've said it, I'm a broken record. Whoever emerges as the number two can carve out a nice role for himself in this league. Go ahead, Ike. No, I agree with you. It's just if if Jalen Warren is – healthy enough where well, this would be week two so he'll be out uh this will be going on his second week so if he's healthy enough it's just it's just like this mark you have one guy who can pretty much do what mcfarland and benny snails is doing and that's Jalen warren mm. and the reason why is uh you got a guy who can pick up any blitz mm-hmm. you're not asking mcfarland to pick up any blitz you're mm-hmm. asking him to release you got a guy when the ball is in his hand, he's always falling forward in Jalen Warren. So that's Benny Snells. Benny Snells is pretty much always falling forward. So he's a two and one guy. You know, what Snells lacks, Jalen can do. What McFarlane lacks, <laughs> Jalen can do. So that's what made Jalen so special. That's why he became the number two running back. So it's not, we don't have to have a multiple of backs to play when we can have Najee and Jalen, because both of them can pretty do pretty much do both. Both of them can pick up the blitz, Najee and Jalen. Both of them come out the backfield, run the ball, Najee and me catch the ball, Najee and Jalen. And usually nine times out of ten, both of them are falling forward, Najee and Jalen. So you have two running backs that you're not taking down off a third. These two mm-hmm. running backs, and I'm talking about Najee and Jalen, can play all three downs. And the main reason for both of them, both of them is they can pick up the blitz. And that's every time. So, and that's something, you know, was a question mark for McFarlane of picking up the blitz because they ain't nothing but a want to. So, yes, I, would, I wouldn't rush Jalen to answer your question. I wouldn't rush Jalen. But at the same time, you know, the running backs by committee, when you have a certain running back in the game, you got to understand that's what I can and can't do. When you have snails in the game, you got to understand this is what I can and can't do. Ike, great answer. And to piggyback off this too, don't forget about Snell's role in special teams as well. I know McFarland has some experience as a return man. There's more to special teams play than just returning. So don't forget about that of why Snell's been the one who's been active throughout this season and not McFarland is you have special teams responsibilities to work out. As the number three back as well. It's not just running the ball, scoring touchdowns. There's a lot more to the running back position than just, you know, who gets the glory, who gets into the paint, if you will. So I'll say this, though. Anthony McFarland, with his opportunity last night, impressed me, Ike. So you get that competition, you get a higher level of production. So, yeah. Ike, we have one other uh, what you, what yins think, uh, this comes yeah. from captain Spartan Oh four. And this comes after we were talking about 
different places that the NFL draft has been uh, right. throughout year to year. And Ike, I'll start with you. He says, what's y'all's favorite place you've traveled in the past year? Ike, the floor is here. Uh, Bahamas. Went to Nassau, uh, Bahamas with, with, with my homeboy, with my son, my homeboy, uh, Lex and her son. But uh, my homeboy was like, I'm telling you, Ike, in his Bohemian accent, he said, Ike, I'm telling you, you come out there, I'm gonna roll out the red carpet. And usually when somebody say that, you like, man, whatever, man. People always be talking. Bro, I got out there. And he wasn't lying. He I didn't have to spend a dime. I went I went to the hotel. They say you know him? I said, yes, ma'am, you good. Went to restaurants. They say you with him? Yes, ma'am, yes, sir. You good. I said, man, I want to meet the prime minister. He said, for real? I said, yeah. Let me make a phone call. Phone call, the prime minister. And it usually takes six to eight months for you to meet the prime minister. I met him in six hours. I said, oh, yeah, you the real deal. I said, you the, you the, you the, you the real. Now, what, what else you, what else you want me to do? I, where y'all want to go? I said, oh, I said, I said, really nothing, bro. I said, bro, I thought you was playing. He was like, I told you I'm the man down here. I said, you won't lie. You won't lie. Everything was red carpet. Everything. Like, I'll, I'll, it, it's, some, it's some stuff I won't say that I can't because I don't want to get sure. somebody in trouble. Sure. But the, the Bahamas, when he told me, you know, your money is no good, keep everything in your pocket. He said, just pay for your flight. They paid for your hotel. I went to the hotel, went to the hotel to check in. Later was like, oh, you know him. I said, ooh, because I was looking at that bill for the, for the, for the rooms. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> the bill was kind of high. <laughs> you know, you got to pay the price. They said, you know him, you good. I said, oh, snap. Yeah, he really is that man. That's fantastic, Ike. And uh, I've been to the Bahamas once before. I've been to the Atlantis Resort probably 10 years ago. And... Uh, I'll say this. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to go cover that battle for Atlantis tournament. Be the best assignment where it's just like, oh, let's go cover basketball, this tournament. And then when we're all done, we can all go chill out and relax on the beach. 100%. You got it right. I'm telling you, but I forgot what hotel. We we stayed at a new hotel. We stayed at a fire, fire hotel. Uh, I I forgot the name of the hotel. But I I stayed at Atlantis when it was me, Danielle, and Ivan Mm. at the time. We stayed at Atlantis. They, they show number love. Number oh, love. yeah. That's, they that's got what the I was fancy playing. slide, too. And, yeah. But I wound up talking to a dude who had a yacht. Had a, he had a basketball court and a helicopter and a yacht. He, he wound up renting that out for us for two days. I said, man, let me get that yacht right quick. This one I was still playing. He gave me that yacht right quick, man. There was a basketball court on the yacht itself? Yeah, a basketball court and a helicopter pad. That's my first time ever. Then he wind, he wound up being a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, fan. He was like, I, I was like, yeah. I was like, man, we just walking the dock. I said, man, who boat this for? He was like, man, it's my boat. I said, this ain't no boat. He said, I said, man, it's a yacht. I said, you know, which y'all, we call apartments. I call that a mm-hmm. condo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, why? yeah. You know, so, yeah, that thing, boy. And his, his captain showed love. His chef showed love. Everybody showed love on that yacht. You know, we stayed on that yacht for two days. We said, hell with uh, 
hell with the hotel right quick. We're gonna stay on the yacht. And that's it. Yeah. Went out, went fishing, fish came back in, cooked everything right there. Like, I can't script this. I can't script this. Like when I lived in St. Petersburg, Florida, they had the St. Pete boat show. It's the largest commercial boat show on the Gulf Coast every year. I believe they have it in November every year. I've gone two or okay. three times. And I didn't know in life that you could aspire <clears throat> to have a three or four bedroom yacht with like, you know, a full kitchen and an outdoor grill and like laundry machines on board. I didn't know this was something I could aspire yeah. for until I went to that boat show. And it was just, yeah. it opens your eyes. Brought him that other than that, I've been on one more, I've been on somebody else's boat. And you know, it got exactly what you're talking about. Been on $400 million boat, $400, $400 million boat, dollar boat. This was an awesome question. I love this segment, Ike. I love yeah. this segment. Um, to answer the question from my perspective, uh, my buddy Cameron Taylor, who we've had here on the show, on the Believe in Steelers show, Ike, he just got married uh, earlier this year. Your boy was the best man in the wedding, and he Congrats. got married in Cleveland, Georgia. Thank you. And uh, at the Yona Mountain Vineyard, you're talking about a surreal mountain experience, and there just so happens to be a vineyard where you can drink whatever kind of wine you want to. Uh, that's the favorite place I've been this year. And right. congrats to Cam and Lindsay as well as they uh, approaching one year already, which is crazy okay. to think about that time's bad. flying. But yeah. uh, the Yona Ma Mountain Vineyard in Cleveland, Georgia. It's in North Georgia. This is north of Atlanta. Uh, okay. That's the coolest place I've been this year. That's fine. It sounded like that was a good time too. Oh, yeah. Relaxing, relaxing. Yeah, and it's one of those places, like where the pictures don't do it justice, where you look at the right. pictures and it's like, is this real? And it's like, when you're there, it's even better in, in, in the flesh. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. I love this segment. What, you, yeah. what yins think? This what is great, think? Ike. Uh, yeah. Okay, week 12 reaction, Ike. We watched a lot of games. It was a crazy week. Take this in any direction you want to, and I'll piggyback off you. I have a few thoughts, but... If I had to ask you, uh, what's your big takeaway from week 12, what would that be? Oh. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Man, they, they just tough as nails. They they exactly what they coach is. Strong personality, uh, fight grit, uh, behind the bar, behind in the back alley kind of kind of personality with this Detroit Lions team. Please do not let the Detroit Lions sneak in the playoffs because they're going to be hell. They're going to be hell to deal with. Uh, they remind me, personality-wise, they remind me of us 2005. Just a lot of guys who just want to fight everybody. You know, and I'm saying I'm not saying they're fighting everybody, just how they play. And we were talking about this earlier during the season with the Detroit Lions, Mark. Like, one thing we can say about Detroit Lions, as they were losing, it's going to be a tough game, but now they're on the opposite end. And they starting to win, win some ball games. Um, I would say that about the Detroit Lions. You don't really want to see them. Um, also, uh, I would say the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Vaughn, Vaughn is injured. Uh, they're... They're not as hot as they once were earlier during the season, but they still find ways to win. And that's what people got to understand around this time, the end of November, December, uh, games will be a little bit tighter. 
possessions will be shorter. You won't get as many possessions because playoff, everybody is tuning in for playoff football. So, yeah, Buffalo wasn't winning. How they was winning, you know, three, four touchdowns, maybe two. You know, they 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 win it on last drives and, you know, but who would you rather have? And this this when the stars come out. So I understand the Justin Herberts winning on last minute drives. I understand the Patrick Mahomes winning on last minute drives. I understand the the Josh Allen's winning on last minute drives. So around this time, Mark, this is when uh offense and defense coordinators start to amp up they playbook. Offense coordinators know, and I'm not going to have as many possessions as I once did earlier during the season because defensive coordinators are tuning in, they're locking down, and they just shutting everything off. So, you know, time of possessions are critical. Time and having the ball the possession-wise is critical as well. So from this point on, it, you know, with the weather, with the weather at that, there ain't going to be no high-scoring games. It's going to be the 20, 24, 28s. You know, you get past 28, you really must be cooking. Other than that, if you've just been paying attention to football, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, when it comes November, ain't nobody really hitting over 28 points per game. And it's a reason why. So uh, that's my, uh, you know, my week 12 reaction. Just trying to give everybody insight around this time. Um, Y'all like to call it boring, you know, especially if you bet, if you're going to betonline.ag or of course, for sure. But this is this is this is this is where, as a player, we feel like we make our money. You know, around this time, because uh, it ain't how you start; it's how you finish. You know, so you want people to be saying or remember your name around this time, and here's why: because Thanksgiving, all they got for the Thanksgiving week, all they got is football, and it ain't number families getting together. And what families like to do? They like to watch football. So if you just ball out for that week. You know, you hit the light switch up for for Christmas, family orientated. You know, what's going on for Christmas? A lot of football as well, whether it's college or NFL. So uh, as a player, uh, this this is when you this is when you want to start getting hot as a player because you you can become a fan, new favorite player. So say that's how we always thought. I, I think with the Bills, the looming question is, how long is Miller out? He's been a Correct. tremendous addition. Yeah. We yeah. talk about the struggles of the running game. To me, it's the red zone efficiency with the Bills. And then Allen, yeah. the onus can't all fall on him, and he's got to eliminate some of the turnovers. Both Matt Ryan and Josh Allen tied for the most turnovers in the league. If you cut down on some of those turnovers – Maybe the Bills win a, a few more games than their record reflects right now because they came out white hot to start this season. I also think right, Allen right. isn't 100%. I know no one's 100% right now. Right, right. But I think Allen's also probably playing through injuries and playing hurt to the extent that we don't quite know about. But you eliminate some of those turnovers and watch what it does for your teams. That's what I've noticed with the Bills. Yeah. I mean, the Bills – it's hard to tell Josh Allen to not be a football player. Not only he's a, a quarterback, but he's a football player. So it's like, y'all want me just to shut down all my playmaking ability because y'all want me to stay healthy. I get that part. I get on the franchise, but I'm a football player. I'm not just a quarterback. Like Tom Brady's just a quarterback. Uh, 
Matt Ryan is just a quarterback. Peyton Man is just a quarterback. Josh Allen is a football player. He just so happens to play quarterback. It's a difference. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you got a guy like that, you know, he all he know is, oh, man, when it's when it's crunch time, you best believe I'm about to stick my foot in the ground. I wish somebody would try to get in front of this 250. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. that's what he's saying. So, but you know, as a as a as a franchise, you like, bro, can you please learn how to slide? Like, we need you. But uh that's the only thing I would say about it. It's a difference between, you know, Justin Fields. He's a he's a football player. He just so happened to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got guys who are that big, that mobile, who can move, who can outrun or run somebody over, you know, they're they're not your prototypical kind of quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Lamar Lamar Jackson. You know, he's not as big and he's learned how to slide a lot. But, you know, Lamar can get missing any day. You know, he he can <laughs> he can he can hit you for a cool one hundred whenever he wants to. You know, he's super slippery. Like somebody to put some downy uh, some 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 dawn, I'm sorry, some dawn dish detergent on him and told him, man, they I wish you would tackle him. That's how slippery Lamar <laughs> is. So when you got guys you know, but he just so happened to play quarterback. So when you got guys like that, Mark, it's just it's just tough to tell them sit in a pocket. Now, eventually, as they get older, they will have to learn how to sit in the pocket. Steve Young said all the time. He said, you know, when I was young, I was able to use my legs, but you know, eventually, I had to start learning how to sit in the pocket. So it's just it's just hard to tell them young guys because the game has changed. If you're not mobile, if you're just a sit-in-the-pocket guy, TJ, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith going to eat you up. That's mm. just what the NFL is. You got to have some kind of mobility. Ike, I want to mention three injuries that I think are very important moving forward. You're not going to hear this on Center, and a lot of people might tune out, but it's just the truth, so I'm going to go out and say it. Von okay. Miller, we touched on one. Tristan Wirfs out with an ankle injury for several weeks for the Bucs. He's their starting right tackle. Taron Armstead for the Dolphins. And with Armstead specifically, his absence led to Tua, who dealt with concussions earlier this year, getting sacked four times in ninth place. If you're seeing different results in the coming weeks, the loss of those three players who are as good as any guys in the league at their respective positions, it's not flashy, but I'm telling you, in terms of the style of football late in the season, it's very, very important that they get back out in the field healthy because their teams need them it's not flashy but it's true yeah it's not gonna be a headline but the three guys you just named mark like super important to their team you know and and when it went and usually they have the pff rankings at the bottom they like top five at their position with a pff and that's saying a lot so uh yeah, when you lose them kind of caliber guys, man, it's going to be – there is no – we can always say next man up. I ain't really no next man up with them kind of guys. Ike, when is the league going to start forcing Justin Tucker to kick with his left foot? He almost made the 67-yarder. Man, that dude, I, I like I, – I just I just like his personality. Like, he know – he know – he know he that good. Bro, 67 yards? He almost yeah. made it. Like I expected it to go in too. And it's like you get across the 50, and it's like, oh, well, if we don't convert, just let's trot Tucker out there and he'll knock one Boy, through. Hey, that's a hell of a weapon. 
to have a kicker like that, that's a hell, that's a hell of, that's a hell of a weapon. That's a hell of a way. That's that's very scary. Hey, let's just get to the forty-five. Huh? Yeah, let's get the ball to the forty-five. Justin to put three up there for us. That's a hell of a weapon. Usually you gotta get to the 30, 35. Justin kick Justin kicking that thing from the 45 like it's a 20 yard field goal. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Ike, um, trying to see if there's anything else left. We're going to be back tomorrow recording. Correct. Not sure if we're going to be back uh, with that episode on Wednesday or Thursday quite yet, but we, we will be back later this week to go through the Week 13 matchups, Ike, and there are a ton of good ones in Week 13. So I want to encourage our listeners and viewers to keep it here on the Believe in Steelers show. I want to thank you, Ike. Today's sponsor, betonline.ag, the listeners and the viewers, and then uh, give us that five-star review. Tap subscribe on YouTube as well. Ike, if I'm missing anything else, please fill in the blanks. No, nah, you good. Make sure y'all uh, go to betonline.ag anytime y'all want to even think about betting. If you should, just go tap in to betonline.ag. They're the best ever to do it. Uh, Mark, I want to thank you. Always a pleasure doing work with you. Uh, the Believe in Stillness uh, Networking Podcast, always a pleasure working with y'all. I want to thank everybody who's working behind the scenes. Uh, it wouldn't if it if y'all wasn't working mark and i wouldn't be able to do what we're doing right now please give us five stars rate and review subscribe appreciate all the fans everybody tuning in listening to us continue to do it and we appreciate y'all especially and make sure y'all go to what years state to be exact you know what years state shoot us with a lot of questions because we got number answers For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergman. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back later this week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.